Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 652, recorded live on Saturday, September 26th, 2020, and here are your hosts, the man who's once again in the same spot for this recording, Dave Pillay. Hello! And the man who's moved up even more in the world, Andy Loha. You technically don't know that for a fact, that I'm in the same spot. Are you in the same spot? I'm in the same spot. But I don't have to be. I could be upstairs. You don't know that. You don't know me. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in the same spot. I am in literally the same spot. The spot that I spend most of my weekend. Your, all your stuff is remote teaching, so, yeah. Yeah, this, I'm, I'm literally at my work computer right now. And that's because my work computer has the comfier chair because... Until December 31st, and possibly beyond that, this is where I work. This is where I go and what I do. And it has, excuse me, the microphone. So mm-hmm. I'd, have to, I'd have to schlep the microphone upstairs, which I did like the first week that we were doing this. I've, I've like brought the microphone back upstairs and I've sat back down and I'm like, this is stupid. I should just record from the work computer. So here I am recording from my work computer. But you are moving upstairs. Well, you've moved upstairs. You're no longer in your basement. Well, I'm not in the basement this week because this um, week. My, my, my work laptop it, um, uh, is, is basically uh, dead mm-hmm. because my uh, my spare uh, charging unit for it is uh, currently set up in our socially distant political debate room. How is a room socially distant? Well, everybody, the room has five people in it and everybody is six feet away from everybody else. Okay. And, and basically, once I set up the room, we, we shut and locked the door, so nobody is going back in there. Even until... the people who will be in there. Is that for election security, or is that because people are worried about COVID? People are worried about COVID. Okay, but if it's the same people who are going to be in there. Yes, but we don't want, we want to make sure there's nobody else, you know, to enter the room. Okay. But you're going to enter the room. Yes, we're going to enter the room to do the one-hour political debate. That's it. It's literally like, you know, the only person who has been in that room since, uh, I think, Monday or Tuesday has been me. So, I don't even... I don't know. It's corporate, doing corporate yeah. stuff. No, no. I, it, it makes a sort of sense. Uh, cool. I mean, because... I mean, this way, let's say you come down with something this weekend. Knock on wood. Hang on. There we go. And like, you're like, hey, guys, I'm sick. Like, I can't come in. If you had come in during the weekend, then, oh, no, someone has been in that room recently who mm-hmm. was COVID positive. This way, the, the if, even if you were, like, you've given it long enough that it would have died back down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, if I if I go down, then it's, it's not happening. <laughs> you're like... Look, if I get sick, they aren't doing the damn thing anyway. <laughs> because it's my my account doing the Facebook live stream. I'm the one who's running the the, the you know the remote unit in there, catching everybody's Wait. Microsoft mic- microphone levels. I'm doing it's, the timing of the question and answers. There's literally no one else who who could take over if you got sick. Um. No, because I'm the one who's got the OBS profile on my work laptop. Are you moderating? No. Okay, you're just there for all the technical stuff and like yes. moving the the signal around. Yes. Okay, then. You you could literally replace everybody else in that room with somebody else. I mean, you probably couldn't replace the candidates. That's well, you could replace them with a surrogate. 
I've seen that done. Kind of like a like an Iowa caucus sort of thing where they have somebody there representing them. Mm-hmm. So you could do that. You could replace the host and the, the, the co-host because their questions are basically already set out. But yeah, no, I, I'm the one who's got the work laptop, who's got the the cameras already you know dialed in knows exactly who's you know which cable to plug into which thing they're literally sitting on the desk literally like you know half an inch away from where they plug in so everything is already set and taped down and it's just set my laptop down bling 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 everything's plugged in ready to go right it would just be pure chaos if it if it wasn't me well andy yes don't get sick yeah no, I, oh yeah. Just don't get sick. I know, I, it's, I just, you know, I, I stay away from most people. I say this as I, you know, went and saw my godson today. <gasps> and play Pathfinder. No, I, I, I see the, uh, I go, I go to daycare, I wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm wearing a mask around the building now, if I'm not in my office, or if, you know, I'm not in the studio by myself. Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be, you know... <laughs> How many people are also in the the building with you? How many people are in the building? Uh, let's see. One, two, at most, at most. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It's a big building. Thirteen. At least I hope there's a big building. Uh, I shoot. I did the math on this. And I, oh, actually, I would make 14, but I always go downstairs to the basement by myself. Let's see. You know what? I can just measure this on Google Maps. Measure distance there to there. Let's see. Building is 118 feet wide and about 50 feet in length. Let me get the actual total area, 5,253 square feet. Okay. And you said there's 15-ish people? Thir- 13. 13? At most. And that's when, you know, everybody's actually in in the morning. Yeah. There were uh, times, was it last week or I think it was last week where um, our front desk lady messaged me because I was out working at one of the transmitter sites and she's like, hey, um, I'm the only one in the building right now and I've only, I've been the only one in the building for the last two and a half hours. <coughs> so I'm going to go home. Yeah. So if you come back and there's nobody here, that's, that's why. why. <laughs> And I'm like, that That makes sense. And then she messaged me, she's like, I'll make sure to put the cat out before I leave. And I'm like, wait, we have a cat? <laughs> I, I think it's just an expression. Yeah, yeah, I don't think she actually meant she was putting a cat outside. No. I hope she wasn't. It was bad enough where there was... Uh, Maybe you should get a cat for the building, Andy. No. God, really? You wanted me to have a cat in this building with electronic equipment that's in the tens of thousands of dollars range? I mean, what's the cat going to do? bite through the cable I possibly that's actually a thing that cats do so don't don't get a cat yeah no that and there was <laughs> oh who was it it was a it's a part-time news guy that we had for a while couldn't find a sitter for his dog so he brought his dog into the studio and i just looked at it and i'm just like nope out now <laughs> and he's like okay and then later i see him in the next day with the dog in the studio so i, I sent an email to corporate hr and i'm like all right, I need a ruling on this because, you know, if, if I throw this guy out, I want, you know, I want somebody to, to cover my butt. Back you up. Yeah. And corporate was like, yeah, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nope. And then there were like the three door. other people who had, you know, brought their dogs in who were not in the studio, but in our buildings with dogs. Yeah. And they get this email from corporate and I'm just like, oh. I mean, you know, if like one of the salespeople wanted to bring their dog in and keep him under the desk or something. Yeah, that that should be okay. But bringing your pet into the studio? No. No. How come? 
because there are some studios that have that are literally only um 16 square feet mm-hmm. that's a four by four mm-hmm. it's not a lot of space Nope. Uh, I think Lazarus went upstairs, so I can't really find out. <laughs> what are you going to do? Work. Measure your dog? I mean, I know my dog. I know how big he is. So I have a friend in Australia, believe it or not. Several, actually. Uh, but she just sent me a picture of her lunch, which is a baked potato. It looks like the most like overloaded baked potato I've ever seen. And I asked, what's all on it? Sour cream. Like, okay. Garlic butter, bacon, okay. Pineapple and cheese. And a lot of, by the oh. way, bacon in this context is not bacon bacon. It's more like Canadian bacon. Oh. Like chopped Canadian bacon. Like you would get in a, a ham omelet. Okay. But yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I could I could get Laz into a four by four space with me. That wouldn't be too bad. Did I oh, did I ever show you the picture of I think it was Sirius XM in one of their voice tracking studios? I don't believe so, no. I wonder if I can find an image of Cat, I look up Sirius XM Studios and it's just like, hey, all these big, huge things. And I'm like, I'm trying to find this with the voice track studio. The studio was literally as wide as the chair, basically. Oh, no, I think you have shown me that where it yeah. was it was like really tiny. Yeah, I, it, had, it had literally everything you needed for a radio studio voice track. But in like three square feet. Yeah, that does not sound pleasant. No. I should send you a picture of my um, virtual training room setup that we have at work. I convinced them to give us like actual room rooms to do virtual training. This is all pre-pandemic. Is it like an actual room? I mean, it's a closet that was converted into an office that was converted into a virtual training room. Uh, so it's it's a room. It has two computers. Is, That's is about it, a, it. Is it a big room? It's bigger than a four by four studio. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's got it's like it's over a hundred square feet. The reason I I like it a lot is I I get to claim a lot of credit for it actually being there. Mm. Okay, well, should we uh, should we hit topics? This this is not the the picture, but this is a this is another voice tracking studio in uh, Colorado Public Radio. That's so tiny, but at least it has like all the sound dampening. Yes, that's the one thing I'm I'm a little sad. My my virtual training room has very little sound dampening. Uh, that said, in this picture. Andy, yes. why is there a vent in the top right? Like, wouldn't that make a lot of noise and, and kind of reduce the impact of the sound dampening stuff? Um, my guess is it probably, there have been, I've seen this done in studios in the past where they actually wire up the air conditioner to the on-air light. So if on-air is flipped on, the AC won't turn on? Yes. Huh. I mean, and I guess it? you need to have ventilation at some yes. point. Yes, yes. Right, like. <laughs> this is not Schrodinger's cat in a box. Wait, Schrodinger's cat was in a box. Yes, yeah. but that was that was only part of the point. Like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> okay, cool. That material that they've got up on the walls that is not cheap. Uh-uh. I looked um, into that. moving blankets are probably your best bet. Yep, I looked into that and was was turned down. <laughs> They're like, ah, uh, no, but I want it. Like, nope. See, seventy-two by eighteen inch moving blanket, nine dollars. Great. So I just need to put that all over my office. Yeah. So that when I go back to work in early January, because they're going to probably make us go back in early January, but we're still doing virtual training, I'll get to virtually train from my office. 
Um, yeah, Mike Rowe, the the Dirty Jobs guy. Um, yes, he did. He does. Uh, he did voiceover work for other Discovery shows. I think like you know Deadliest Catch and Ice Road Truckers and that sort of stuff. Okay, but he was still doing Dirty Jobs, so he was doing a lot of his voice tracking on the road, and he would actually do the voice tracking most of the time. Sometimes he would, you know, he would take the the comforters and hang them up in the bathroom of his hotel and do and the just voice do it that way. Do the voice tracking in there? Yeah, in the bathroom. In the bathroom. Yes. Huh. Aren't those supposed to be like notoriously the worst rooms to do that sort of thing? Well, if you put up a bunch of blankets and sheets and everything to deaden the sound. I guess. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, moving blankets. That's your audio top tip for today. I'll have to investigate that. Maybe I'll grab a bunch and bring them into the office and then people will walk by and be like, why are there blankets hanging up in your office? And I'll be like, to help with the sound. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, like, yeah, it's just to help with the sound. Or I could put a bunch up here. The other thing I want is uh, a green screen behind me. Um, oh, what did we do for that? I think we just literally just painted the wall at work. But you probably don't want to do that, do you? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, well, huh. Could I? That's an interesting thought. I'm not sure. I'm tempted to put in a help desk request. Uh, all, so all of our facility stuff goes through help desk. Okay. Uh, and it just gets routed to the right team. So I'm, I'm tempted. I could get a I could get a help desk and just say I would like the back of my office painted this color, and then just see what happens. And and if they do, then cool. Uh, if not, you can buy a six by nine foot green screen backdrop for twenty four dollars off of Amazon. But then I need something to hang. It with yes it's the hanging it that's the the hard part true anyway what are you drinking andy lemonade kirkland's i don't know what, what are they called the kirkland exclusive or whatever the costco brand is that's kirkland mm-hmm. kirkland organic lemonade because it is currently midnight i do not want to drink caffeine <laughs> right now didn't you do that last just week? just just sugar just lots like, and lots of sugar. Isn't that what you've been doing, though, is is drinking? I've been drinking various things. You have been drinking, like, alcohol as well yep. at recording time. Yes, that's all downstairs. The alcohol? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that why you've been doing it? Is because it's just available because you're already downstairs? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's also why I've been snacking on chips and goldfish during our pre-recording Cause, times. Because that's also downstairs? That's also downstairs, yes. I see. So last week, my parents were here. Okay. Which is why, um, in addition to me being sick, which kind of was bad timing, was why we recorded on Sunday. Um, more so just that I was sick. But they were also here, which was, was a nice thing. Uh, but we, we sat and went through a bottle of port. I don't know who bought me a bottle of port. It was in my closet. I presume one of my friends bought it for me at a thing that I was hosting. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, thanks for the wine. And I just put it away and didn't even think about it. And so we, we broke it out. And so I'm drinking port. I decided okay. to break it out. Portuguese fortified wine. Is that why it's called port? Okay. Is it? I think All so, I know yeah. is I got to be careful with it because it is friggin' 20% alcohol by volume. I, I was looking at the numbers here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's sweet. <laughs> And it's strong. Kind of like a um, like a Long Island iced tea. Oh, man. I love Long Islands. Those things. Yeah, if you're not careful with them. 
they they can mess you up pretty hardcore because mm-hmm. it's it, there's there's nothing but alcohol in them sugar there's a lot of sugar in them you know like your your ice uh, or lemonade mm-hmm. it's a lot of sugar in it so yes should we hit topics i suppose we can hit topics what topics would you like to talk about andy well we've got some microsoft topics and we've got some non-microsoft topics let's talk about the microsoft topics probably the biggest piece of microsoft news from the week microsoft bought something what else is new? Right. Like, surprise, surprise, Microsoft bought something. The surprise is what they bought. Because usually when you hear about Microsoft buying something, you're like, oh, they bought, like, this little startup, and now they're going to try and, like, do something. Mm-hmm. Microsoft bought ZeniMax. Why does that sound familiar? Because uh, it's a big company that owns a bunch of other companies. Who do... Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's, a, that's a lot of... Did you just open up the Wikipedia article on ZeniMax? Yes. How many things does ZeniMax own? Well, now I've gone over to the um, list of acquisitions of Microsoft. That's that's a lot of companies. Yeah. ZeniMax owns AlphaDog Games, Arcane Studio, Bethesda, ID, Machine Games, Roundhouse Studios, Tango, ZeniMax Online. ZeniMax Online is responsible for The Elder Scrolls Online. The hell is Tango Gameworks responsible for? The Evil Within and Ghostwire Tokyo. Arcane Studios is responsible for The Dishonored series. Jeez. Alpha Dog Games. I don't know. I, I for I, for a moment I confused them with Naughty Dog. Two totally different co- yes. companies. Alpha Dog is not Naughty Dog. Uh, Alpha Dog. Okay, just a bunch of garbage little stuff. Uh, and you know Bethesda and ID. Uh, Alpha Dog was actually something that Bethesda had uh, acquired um, last year, so that's where that one came in. Ongoing support for its own Monstro Monstro City Rampage free to play tower defense strategy game. Hmm. Top 100 game on uh, Andy, iOS. Andy. Yeah. Microsoft bought Bethesda. Like, they bought ZeniMax, but mm-hmm. they really bought Bethesda. Like, Bethesda has a lot of big games. Well, yeah, Fallout and Elder Scrolls. Fallout, the Elder Scrolls series. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait. Okay, so wait. Fallout. That wasn't originally Bethesda, though, right? No. Um,. I don't remember the original company, but there was I made Fallout, like the original Fallouts. Uh, Interplay. Fallout was originally Interplay. And then um, some stuff happened, like, you know, different. So Fallout, then you'd Fallout 2, then you would Fallout 3. Nope, sorry. You'd Fallout, Fallout 2, a couple other things. Uh, and then Interplay sold it to Bethesda, if I am remembering this correctly. And then Bethesda made Fallout 3, which is why Fallout 3 was a first-person experience and was set in the Capital Wasteland instead of the Mojave Desert mm-hmm. or the West Coast because they wanted to like break with what had been established and try something new. Fallout 3 was okay. And then they come out with Fallout New Vegas back out on the West Coast. But no, that's the thing, Andy. And that's where this whole thing goes in in the future. Who made Fallout New Vegas, Andy? That's not Bethesda? It was published by Bethesda. Go look it up. I'm waiting. Oh, Obsidian. Obsidian. Now, wait a minute. That doesn't sound like a really well-known game company. Where did Obsidian Entertainment come who are these people? Go look up the founders of Obsidian Entertainment, Andy. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2, Neverwinter Nights 2. Look at the right side, Andy, with the little card that says Obsidian Entertainment. Founders. 
Oh, those names look oddly familiar. I, yeah, I bet they, especially Chris Avalone and Chris Parker and yep. Darren Monahan, like those, those look very familiar. Why would those names look familiar? What, what did Chris Avalone do? Where did he work before Obsidian? Avalone contributed to the 1998 game Fallout 2 and continued to work on the franchise. Oh, okay. So Interplay makes Fallout. With Chris Avalon, Chris uh, Parker, um, Tim Kaine is another r- big name from that. Uh, uh, Interplay sells the Fallout license to Bethesda. Several developer Interplay falls apart afterwards. Several of the developers go off to found their own companies, among which Chris Avalon goes and founds Obsidian Entertainment, who then makes a deal with Bethesda to create Fallout New Vegas using Bethesda's engine, but with the original staff and and writing of Fallout, which is why it took place back in the Mojave. And everybody loved it. It's considered one of the best of the modern Fallout games. Now, hang on. So now Bethesda's owned by Microsoft, right? Because there was a there was a big falling out, no pun intended, between Obsidian and Bethesda. And eventually all the rights to Fallout reverted to Bethesda, like a hundred percent. Obsidian cannot touch it, which is why Obsidian made their new game, The Outer Worlds, which is like the most Fallout game other than Fallout, except it takes place in outer space. Huh. Andy, what's what's Obsidian up to? nowadays i don't know i'm now i'm reading about fallout new vegas here because i've got it on steam i just never have actually played it oh my god andy it's such a good game i know Uh, i'll give you a hint in 2018 two years ago obsidian was purchased by microsoft so it's that microsoft's getting the band back together basically (laughs) possibly because if if tim kane is still with obsidian and i'm pretty sure he is oh not tim kane sorry chris avalon Tim Kane, I don't even know what Tim Kane's doing now. Uh, but if Chris Avalon's still with Obsidian, um, okay, he's freelancing. But still, like, Obsidian Entertainment is the same DNA as the original Fallout games, and now they are owned by the same people as Fallout. There is a, a possible that it's going to come back together. Oh, Chris Avalon is working on the new Pathfinder game. And a new System Shock game. I forgot they were remaking System Shock. That's supposed to come out this year. Huh. Who was the, the big bad evil guy in System Shock? Was that Shodan? I don't know. That's also on my Steam library that I haven't played yet. System Shock? Yeah. Uh, I mean, play New Vegas. In your copious free time. Yes, my copious free time. As we're sitting here recording at midnight because of my copious amounts of free time. I don't know. Something about raising two kids and Mm -hmm. working a full-time job. Mm -hmm. That, you know, had... What did I say? Four and a half or five people originally? And they took it down to one? Mm-hmm. I hope you're getting paid for the job that those four and a half people were doing. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? When's the last time you argued for a raise? Uh, I got one, actually, when my I technically shifted positions from IT to um, engineering. Yeah. And so that one came with a raise at the time, too. Okay, but you are still doing the job that was previously five people, four people. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Maybe worth just contacting and saying, like, hey, I think I should be making more. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard oh, to do, we'll though. It's corporate. Well, it's kind of hard to do when literally they are laying everybody else off to try and keep the lights on. <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things <laughs> when I have to I have to get corporate approval to buy um, thirty yards or no 
30 bucks worth of fabric to cover a wall for this debate? Hey, hey, can I spend $30? I don't know. We'll have to ask. Okay. But like, that's, that's stuff you need. Yeah. But it's, it's come to that level of things where they've, you know, cut off everybody's overtime. They've basically, they, from what, from what I've understood is back in 2008 when, you know, the great recession hit. They created basically a DEFCON playbook of, you know, if if it got bad and worse and worse and worse, you'd get to different levels of DEFCON and they would basically, they went down their list and said, okay, you know, if this happens in the future, what do we do here? What do we do here? You know, what do we do at this level? And I think they've gotten down to DEFCON 3 so far in the book. Out of? Five? Yep. And DEFCON 3 because of COVID? Yes. That uh, kind of sucks. Yep. Well, you know, when you do uh, sports and advertising. And there are know, no sports. No sports. So those th- those checks weren't coming in. And then, you know, a lot of the businesses and restaurants and other places, they themselves were just trying to stay afloat. So. Yep. Almost so, yeah, like now radio is in, you know, trouble. Yeah. Now is probably not the time. <laughs> Should be an interesting um, next year or so, <clears throat> but you know stuff that I can't talk about. But it's gonna get it's gonna get interesting. Oh, stuff you can't talk about. Yeah, do tell. <laughs> <coughs> I suppose you can't. No, no, I can't. Is, is that that's what it means by I can't talk about? I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, then don't tell. I won't. Fine. Um, why? Why we'll do we care that the Microsoft XP source code has been leaked? because it's just kind of interesting that it was. I mean, it's it's been so long. I'm kind of surprised they didn't, like, pre... I, I'm, I'm a little surprised they didn't, like, release it themselves with their, their latest push to uh, open sourcing. I, I'm a little surprised it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, they've open sourced calc.exe. I think we talked about that, right? You know what calc.exe is? Is that the Windows calculator? That is the Windows calculator. It is now hosted on GitHub. Ah, which, which Microsoft, Microsoft also owns. For $7.5 billion. Holy shit. Yeah, you don't remember that one? I do remember that. I just forgot it was for so much money. Yeah. Do you remember how much Microsoft paid for LinkedIn? Wasn't that a billion? No. Was that 10 billion? Microsoft owns LinkedIn. Yep. D- d- 26.2 million. I'm glad that I finished my sip before you said that. Otherwise, there would have been a spit take of port <laughs> all over my work computer and monitors. Yeah, That's Microsoft. a lot of money. Back in 2016. Throwing that kind of cash around. <laughs> well, is LinkedIn still being used by people? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a LinkedIn account. Do you? Yeah. Did you see that meme that went around a couple months ago where it was like, this is my Facebook account, this is my LinkedIn account, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, my... Yeah. I'm trying to remember what I have for them. <laughs> my Facebook account just got changed recently. Yeah, um, Facebook. Uh, remember I told you I was going to get that study to be off of Facebook for a period of time? Yeah. Yeah, that would that, that's technically started um, on um, on Friday. Okay, so you can't log in. Which, you know, if I'm in the one who's in charge of running the Facebook Live... Huh. How are you supposed to do that, Andy? Well, I sent them an email and be like, look, I got to do this for work. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm going to log back in again because they, they gave you the, the ability to, you know, it gave you a warning message going, hey, are you sure you want to log back in? Are you sure? And I'm like, I sent them an email going like, yeah, no. I got to log back in for work. I got to do this, guys. I'm really sorry. Yeah. So if you do, do you not get any of this stuff anymore? Nope. You you are saying goodbye to the money because work is requiring you to log in. Yes. That sucks, man. I know. I still get the... um 
the internet logging on the phone and the computer, I'll still get paid for that, and I'll still get paid for the studies. I just won't get the $25 a week from now until election day to stay off of Facebook. Yep. Too bad. Mm -hmm. That sounded like it was pretty nice. Well, the other fun fact is it turns out my um, Marvel Puzzle Quest stats were all saved through Facebook. Okay. And when they deactivated my Facebook account, Marvel Puzzle Quest couldn't log in to pull my data to my phone. And it reset my game. Oh, no. Yes, Marvel Puzzle Quest, which I have been playing. Every day. Every day. Without um, missing one. Yes. Without, what was my day count? Day count, 1,953 <laughs> days. Yeah, it started me back over. So I sent them an email going, um... What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? And they're like, oh, you got to you gotta play through the entire tutorial and give us oh, your... Oh, no. Yeah, which the tutorial is now longer than it used to be. Yeah. It's like you get up to the point where you actually ask for a name, type in your old name. If it's, It will say you'll be busy. You give us a new name, and then you email us with your new name, your old name, and you know the last purchase if you made one so we can verify that it's your account. And I did that, and I just sat there and waited for all day today, and finally was like, hey, all right, you're switched. I didn't know that was going to happen either. That was that was kind of a surprise. I was like, wait a second. All the things that you don't think about being tied to your Facebook account. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, that was that's that part of it went down the tube. So let's see what other Microsoft uh, news do we have here? Oh, there are now Xbox streaming apps for iOS These and Android to stream what. Xbox streaming apps makes it sound like I'm streaming my Xbox to these things? Yes, you are correct, sir. So if I have an Xbox, let's say I went and bought an Xbox Series X, which I didn't, but we'll just say I did. Well, you have an Xbox One, right? No. No? You don't have an Xbox One? I do not have an Xbox One. I do not have an Xbox One X. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam. I do not have an Xbox One. I do not have an Xbox Series X. I do not have an Xbox One X. The last Xbox I bought was an Xbox 360. Yep, mine's still sitting over there. I do have Windows Game Pass, which is to say Xbox Game Pass, which is to say Microsoft Game Pass? I'm not sure which, but I have it so that I have some Xbox games on my computer. I played Crackdown 3 with it and loved it. But yeah, no, you can actually um, stream games from uh, the include the, 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 the new Xbox X will arrive in the App Store soon. That includes a remote play feature, which lets Xbox One console owners stream their games to an iPhone. And they also just released it also just on um, Android as well. So you can play your Xbox games. Now, when it's doing the streaming, is it streaming from your box? Yes. So the processing power is coming from my box. Yes, you will be ac- you'll be able to access an Xbox console over Wi-Fi or even LTE or 5G. This app takes control of your home Xbox. You can remotely start your console outside of your home. The Xbox will start up without a sound or the Xbox light at the front, and when you disconnect, it will go back to, into standby after a brief period of inactivity. So you, you you could log in, nobody will know you've logged in, you can stream your Xbox games from wherever, basically, as long as you have a decent cell phone Internet connection. Internet connection. You know what, what this would really suck for? What? If you had a kid in high school who, without you knowing, because the system doesn't turn on, is remoting in and playing Xbox games in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd like some sort of signal on the box. Don't you? That would be nice, yeah, to know that, hey, wait a second, you know, if I'm sitting there and I see somebody suddenly, like, log into my Xbox, I'd be like, wait a second, I'm here. 
Everybody else is here. Who the hell is that? <clears throat> yeah. Yes, for those who okay. have an Xbox One and either an Android phone or an iPhone now, you can. Wait, 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 wait. Xbox One or Xbox One X? I think it's I think it's all Xbox Ones. Was the Xbox One X, that was the same generation as Xbox One. It was just like the super Xbox One, right? The Xbox One X, is, that, was, that was the boosted Xbox One. It, it's like the PS4 Pro. Yes. It Right, because the previous generation had a half generation. Yes. And it had happened on both sides. There was the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X because both the PS4 and the Xbox One came out two years before they should have. This is my my strong stance. We had a half generation because people are greedy. Mm -hmm. And by people, I mean Microsoft and Sony. Well, these $26 billion acquisitions aren't going to pay for themselves. True. Although the the Bethesda one that wasn't twenty six million, was it? No, that was just what seven seven point five billion. Yeah, right. Microsoft buys Zenimax. Yeah, seven point five billion dollars. Jesus Christ! I wish I had enough money to even consider a seven billion dollar purchase. Seven billion is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know what's really scary? Many Jeff things. Bezos. <laughs> has uh, almost 20 times that much. Sorry, That's... did I say 20? I meant 200. No, 20. I think it's just 20. Yeah, he's 20 times that much. Oh, Amazon. Do these companies need to get broken up again? Like, is that a thing? What, what, do, you, what do you... How would you break up Amazon then? Uh, Amazon the delivery company versus Amazon the streaming company versus Amazon the um, cloud host versus Amazon the okay, music yeah, company okay, yeah, yeah, I can versus right. Amazon the production company. Yeah, okay, so Amazon would actually be pretty easy. Amazon would be incredibly easy to break up into multiple companies. The downside is friggin' Amazon Prime. Everyone's Prime would become useless. Yeah, because you it's its all under one roof. I pay that amount of money to get two-day shipping and videos and music. And, 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 you know, your Kindle, your Kindle, you know, reading, your free Kindle yep. thing every month. Yep. That's right. I'm supposed to get, like, a free Kindle thing every month. Yeah. What's that labeled under? That Amazon Prime reading or something? Hold on, I'm gonna check my email. Do I get to pick a free book every month? Is that what well? That is? No, they give you they give you four books to choose from. Oh, okay. And you get to pick any of the four. Prime members read free, unlimited reading. Kindle, Kindle first. I mean, I don't have a Kindle per se. Oh, also Twitch. Oh yeah, right. You you could make Amazon Twitch a separate thing, which it was, and then Amazon purchased it. <laughs> I feel like you could pretty much break it up into a bunch of little companies. Mm -hmm. I get that there's synergy, but like maybe that's not worth it to us. Here, here. Ready? Ready, Andy? Okay. Go to Amazon.com. All right. Make sure this is also on Amazon.com. Go to Amazon.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. Okay. What do you see at the very bottom in the dark blue section? Holy crap. Okay, that's a lot. (laughs) Amazon Fabric? I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know Amazon owned IMDb. Oh, I knew that one. I knew that one. I didn't know I about Box owned... Office Mojo, though. Yep, I knew they owned Goodreads. I knew they owned Audible. I knew they owned um, Zappos and Ring. Yeah, and Woot. Yeah. Although, did you know the people who made Woot made a new website? No. It's called Meh. 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 M-E-H dot com. Meh. 
I seem to have been here before. Why have I been here before? Because I've probably told you about it before. A 120-piece magnetic tile set. You have to be careful. I've heard some horror stories about people whose kids broke these things and then were able to eat the magnets. Oh, yeah. That's not good. No. So, yes, we could easily split Amazon into a, a number of companies. Comixology is Amazon. Like, what the... <laughs> Whole Foods is Amazon. Do you see where like there there might have be, there might be a case for like, you know what? I think you're too big. I think you've reached that point where you're too big and it's time to break back up. What was the uh Mobel? Yeah, I was thinking yeah, Mobel and, you know, Standard Oil and Granted, Mobel kind of, and Mobel and Standard Oil were all huge, but they were a specific right. Well, the other industry. crazy thing is go look at all the companies that Ma Bell was split up into. And watch them slowly reconglomerate back together again. Slowly, they are now like two different companies. I don't want Alexander Graham Bell's family tree. <laughs> a tangled family tree. Somebody said something where um, if you reach $100 billion, we should just take all the rest of the money you earn beyond that point, give you a plaque uh, that yeah. says, I won. I won capitalism. Yeah. Yeah, although I heard it was $1 billion, not $100 billion. Well, heck, even $100 billion, you could still... Well, $100 million or $100 billion? Because $100, $100 billion. billion is still a lot. Like, there are very few people who have gotten $100 billion. But one billion, with one billion dollars, you are never going to need money. Let's see, uh, heck, even 50 billion. Okay, so let's see, Jeff Bezos is over 100, according to Forbes list. Right. Oh, real-time billionaires, here we go. <clears throat> Jeff Bezos, 182.6 billion. Bill Gates, 114.9 billion. Yeah, just do it as a billion. Once you hit a billion dollars, you don't get to make more money. Like, if you make more money, fine, but your net worth has to stay at a billion. So you have to spend that money. How about 50? 50 billion, Why? that's still that's still Why? over the top 20. Top 20 people in the Andy, world are over 50 billion. What's wrong with a billion? <laughs> What's wrong? Why are you trying to push it higher? Are you worried that you're going to get a billion dollars and then like, oh, no, I got a billion and now the government wants to take my money? No, no, no. I just want start 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 with the start with the low hanging fruit. A billion dollars is low hanging fruit. <laughs> no one needs that much money. What was the largest Powerball lottery, Andy? Well, that was that crazy one of like a year or so 1. ago. 1.5 right? billion. Yeah. Now, that's going to be, you're only going to get 1.5 billion if you take it in installments over the next 80 years, and taxes are going to come out of it. So even in that case, you won the biggest lottery in the history of the world. You still just barely are under that amount. Well, then, okay, so the question then becomes, you know, how much money do you need to keep on hand to make business worth it? 7.2, we were just talking about 7.5 billion for buying another company? We are talking about individuals, not companies. Is that a difference anymore? It should be. I mean, you talk about Amazon, you have Jeff Bezos. You talk about Microsoft, you have Bill Gates. You talk about you, Facebook, you, uh, you have uh, Zuckerberg. Andy, you talk Andy, about Tesla, you have Elon how, Musk. How much of Microsoft do you think Bill Gates still owns, let alone deals with on a day-to-day -day basis? Oh, on deals with on a day-to-day -day basis? Nothing. How much do you think he still owns? Do you think he has a controlling share in the, the company? Uh, Gates has sold or given away much of his stake in Microsoft. He owns just over 1% of shares. So it seems, yes, he's gotten rid of a lot of it. <laughs> 
mid-March this year, he stepped down as a board member from Microsoft. Right. He's basically washed his hands of Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, with the exception, I did hear a story. I don't know how accurate it is, but I did hear a story that he routinely contacts the Teams team at Microsoft to say, hey, can you make Teams do this? He's like, I'm using Teams, and I think it needs to do this. And when Bill Gates calls you and says, I think your product should do this, then the next version of your product does that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Anyway, we should probably get on to other topics. We're still um, talking about Microsoft. Yeah, um, and we haven't even touched any of Amazon's recent yeah. products, including... Yeah. Okay, so just to cover this, Amazon put out a new Echo Show, a new Echo Speaker, uh-huh. a new Echo Dot. Okay. Um, and they're all spheres. Yes, spheres. Um... Let's see, a new Fire TV Stick and TV Stick Lite, Ring Car Security Products, a new set of mesh Wi-Fi routers. Routers. And a Ring Always Home drone camera. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the Ring Always Home camera can fly around your home when you're not there so you can keep an eye on things. Uh, okay, so here's what I picture. I have a dog. (laughs) And my poor pup is like sleeping on the couch. We're gone. And all of a sudden this little flies across the room. He is going to see that thing and attack it. Yeah. I can also imagine cats like jumping off of shelves to attack (laughs) these things. Like they're... That is good. And imagine if you're watching the video that's streaming and your cat attacks it. And you're like, well, shit. Amazon says the Ring Always Home Cam only starts recording when it starts flying, and that includes obstacle avoidance. They're also um, starting up their own streaming gaming platform. So, Stadia. Theirs is called Luna. But it's it's a direct attack on Stadia. Yes. Why is Google and Amazon doing this? Because they think there's money to be made. Yes. And they're probably right. The Amazon uh, Luna, you, you basically get you can you can basically get it by channel i guess right now there's just one channel available um six dollars per month the luna controller which looks like an xbox Mm. controller or a stadia controller or a stadia controller uh is fifty dollars uh the games they have spotted so far in the um, trailers and promo material um, Assassin's Creed, Resident Evil, Watch Dogs, uh, Grid, Rhyme, Res Infinite, Bloodstained, and some other stuff in there too. So, I mean, that's a good spread. Mm-hmm. But Amazon, with all the things that it is, and we just talked a lot about all the things that it is, it is not a game studio. They've, they've tried. They tried, right? Did they? Has well, Amazon like, bought any game developers? Well, they, they had what? It was Anthem? Was that the name of the game? Like, do they, they own Twitch. Yes. But does that make them feel like they're part of the industry or something? Like, Amazon, you're not a game developer. You have zero experience being a game developer. Oh, it was Crucible. Crucible and Breakaway. <clears throat> yeah, Crucible became available on May 20th, 2020 for Windows, and then returned to a closed beta status on June 30th, 2020, after having a Metacritic score of 56 out of 100. So, yeah, no, I, uh, 
Maybe that's what they realize. They realize they're not a gaming company, but they, they, heck, they've got everybody and their brother on Amazon Web's uh, stuff. So maybe that's what they've figured out is that, you know, okay, we're not going to make the games, but with Twitch and the streaming stuff here, hey, I bet you the integration between Luna and Twitch will just be crazy. I mean... Yes, but if I'm playing via Luna, like the audio signal has to be coming to my computer and then I have to do it's not like I can direct stream it to Twitch, right? Because I'm going to want to put my own overlay on it. I'm going to want to put the camera on it. I'm going to want to put, uh, you know, like the chat on it and the sidebar mm-hmm. and all this. Like I can't I, I still have to bring it to me and then send it back to Twitch. So I don't know what the integration aspects there could really be. Uh, what they say is um, you'll be able to easily find Twitch streams of any given game within the Luna app and can even use Luna to instantly start playing ga- a game that you're watching on Twitch. So that's that's kind of the other direction, right? I'm watching someone on Twitch and I'm like, I want to play that game. Click. Yes. I... I don't know, man. Like, why? Why are they trying this? I, that's, I don't know that it's a good plan for them. I put it this way. I'm not investing in Luna. I'm not purchasing it. I'm not purchasing equipment for it. I don't think it's going to go well. If it comes free with Prime, maybe. Yeah. Yep. If it comes free with Amazon Prime. Yep. Then, then I'll be, I'll be on that bus. <laughs> Until you give it to me free. Not, not right in the bus. Yeah. All right, can we, can we, is there anything else on this list you want to talk about? I mean, everything. That's why I posted it all. <laughs> but it's there were shortages it. of the NVIDIA new video card. Uh, NVIDIA has planned for a shortage of their next video card and has already apologized publicly. Um, Animaniacs is coming. What? Hulu bought the <laughs> rights to Animaniacs, I guess, or had, I don't, who owns Hulu now? A bunch of people. Is one of those people's Warner Brothers? Uh, probably. Well, wait, who owns Warner Brothers? AOL, right? Time Warner, now Warner Media, held, uh, later held a stake in the service. Okay. But is it still Warner Brothers? Like, is Warner Brothers still Warner Brothers? Parent organization, Warner Media. So who owns parent organization AT&T? So the organization that owns the organization that owns Warner Brothers is AT&T. <laughs> Uh, looks like right now, actually going through the list now, um, Walt Disney owns 67% of Hulu and Comcast owns the other 33%. Neither of those is AT&T. Nope. Okay, so they must have purchased the rights or the distribution rights um, for a new block of Animaniacs episodes. They are making Animaniacs again, and it's the original cast. Nice. Uh, Steven Spielberg will be executive producing this time as well. Well, there we go. That's good. Okay. And if there's any just in the world, like justice in the world, um, it will be either the original writers or a similar cadre of people who are being informed by the original writers. Because that show was all about the writing, right? Like the voice actors are all very talented voice actors. I love them all. They did a great job and I'm sure they will do a great job again. But the voice acting is only like a small part. You need the writers. Spielberg being executive producer is reassuring. Yes. But yeah, Animaniacs, 20 years later. Uh, Showrunner and senior producer Tom Ruger. Uh, the overall production and the writer's room. What's Is Tom? What's Tom up to? Yeah, he also created Tiny Toon Adventures, Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, and Hysteria. He's received 14 Emmy Awards. Jeez, oh, Pete. Uh, his blog is not saying anything about it. So, not sure. 
Um, but it it is a thing, mm-hmm. and now I need a Hulu login, as well as a Disney Plus login, as well as any number of other things. Well, it would be great if all these other companies got together under one roof. No, that's not a good thing. That's the opposite of a good thing. That's a monopoly. But it would just make things so much easier. I just had to pay it once. Mm-hmm. Instead of, oops, we turned it into television again. Yeah, I've got a list of the producers of Animaniacs, and I'll have to go through this list and see if any of the names of pop up. Doing yeah. I mean, couldn't you just go to IMDb? And find the new Animaniacs? Yeah. Animaniacs 2020. Animaniacs Series 2020. Uh, full cast and crew. Series directed by Scott O'Brien and Katie Rice. Well, director directors aren't. You need you with television. Directors come and go. It's the producers on TV series that are the ones who actually. Okay, how about series writing credits? Okay, that one. Yes, there you go. Kathleen Chen, Lucas Crandall's Jess Latcher, Brian Polk, Andrew Barbett, Timothy Nash, and Jordan Vandina, and Tom Ruger. Well, there's Tom Ruger. Okay, there we go. All right. Uh, credited as characters, episode unknown. So he might have just been consulting. Uh, Kathleen Chen is only this. Lucas Crandall's wrote for not much. Just Latcher, nope, not much. Brian Polk, effectively nothing. Andrew Barbett, filmography, script development, miscellaneous crew, nope, nothing. Timothy Nash wrote for The Weatherman in 2014, but otherwise, nope. I uh, got bad news for you, Andy. <laughs> yep. These are all very fresh writers. And then Tom Ruger, who, holy crap, so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Freakazoid. Like, that's, that's the, this is this is my childhood. Holy shit, he was the executive producer on Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> If yeah, if you want to speak of the man who created your childhood, this man is responsible for most of the television I watched as a child. Yep. So, all right, um, Dave, it's one a.m. Can we hit the randoms? Oh yeah, yeah. You got to go to bed. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, maybe we didn't even talk about Tesla. Okay. Uh, it's my review. Yes. I would like to review my fire pit. Yes. The solo stove. It looks like a giant aluminum can. See, I was thinking it looks like the little, uh, things that you light under the panel, the trays of food. Oh, uh, like, um, a can of Sterno? Yeah. It, it looks like a little Sterno. Just scaled up. Uh, And instead of sterno on the inside, you just put wood. So it's a fire pit. And my my parents got it for me for my birthday. And I'm very happy with it. Uh, It is well designed, well crafted, and... It does what it says on the label, which is that it it burns wood with very little smoke. Well, yeah, because this thing is all built around airflow. Yeah. Smoke is caused by non-complete combustion. Right. So this has air channels to, I guess it it's basically like an afterburner? No, afterburners when they're injecting the fuel at the end of it. Yes. Uh, this isn't injecting the fuel, but it's injecting oxygen at the exhaust. 
So first off, the entire bottom is porous. It's perforated so that air can come straight up to the wood, which means that there's oxygen to burn across the entire thing. But it also has these channels that go up the side and come out at the top. And so the oxygen coming out of that feeds into the fire and allows for additional combustion at the top of the thing. This thing throws off a ton of heat. It looks really cool other than looking like a giant can of sterno. Uh, but like the inside, the fire looks really cool. Um, and do you remember we, we had those like fire color packets? Mm-hmm. We threw one in there. Holy shit. It was awesome. So, I mean, I, I don't have much more to say about it than that. I'm really pleased with it. It's light. It's easy to move. It comes with a freaking tote because the idea is you're supposed to like take it camping. I don't know if I'm going to take this one camping. It's pretty big, but like it's $200 for the small version. Yeah, they are not cheap. I, I suppose that's probably the thing. Like they are not cheap. They are really good. Yeah, no, it's because you can you can buy just like, you know, a fire pit for a quarter to half the cost of this thing. But you're saying it's you're saying it's worth twice the price. I mean, I'm I'm pleased with it. I had a a not as good fire pit, Mm -hmm. which, you know, rusted, looked bad um, and gave off a lot of smoke, like a lot of smoke. Lighting this, we were able to just sit around it for hours and had no problem. How quickly does it go through wood? Uh, Once it starts going, it goes pretty quick. Okay. Um, I mean, because you get like this roiling inferno inside of it. Um, That said, you know, I've got some pretty big pieces of wood. And so I put one in and it lasted for a long time. The cool thing is because of all the airflow going on inside and because of said roiling inferno, like it burns the wood. There's very little left at the end of it. And I, I have yet to get one of those like, yeah, the fire went out and there's just this giant log still in there. OK, it it also because it's closed on the sides, right? A lot of fire pits are either very shallow or they're open on the side because it's closed on the side. It's reflecting all of the heat back into the fire. Huh. I love that they have on the fire pits page on this thing there. It's the uh, reviews from people. 569 reviews. All of them five stars. Of course. Of course. Not sure you could put a not five star review on here. Yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty pleased with it. Um, it it's if I oh wait no I found a I found a four star review on here. Whoa, scandalous! I know. Let me put it this way: if I wasn't in here recording tonight, I would have been out there with the fire pit. Ah, definitely more for ambience than warmth. I don't know, man. It was pretty warm. We we had to back the chairs up from where they were. Okay. Well, there you go. It's the. Uh fire pit bonfire and i'll have to find out um because kate's sister has one like these two and i'll have to find out what size they have because as soon as you talk me to the lips i'm like wait a second i've seen this before yeah well okay the solo stove all right then uh random topic time random topic rolled ahead of time which superhero would captain planet date captain planet i heard he's a hero he's gonna take pollution down to zero down to zero. Which, what superhero would Captain Planet date? I mean, we know he has heart. <laughs> it is literally one of the things that makes him up, 
right? Earth, fire, wind, water, heart. Mm-hmm. Which I wonder if that was a weird decision because like earth, fire, wind, and water are four of the five like elements and rings. The fifth ring, the fifth element isn't usually considered heart. It's void or space or or some other weird hippie bullshit. I wonder if that's where heart came from. So who would Captain Planet? Is it the question is who would he date? Mm-hmm. Probably a lot of people. Like I don't see him being very discriminatory. What superhero swamp thing, right? They both fight for the green for the planet. Poison Ivy would like to take him out on a date. I bet you. I bet um, you Poison Ivy would want to do it. The uh, just a fun fact. Um, Maurice Maurice Lamarche voiced a character. Yeah. In Captain Planet. Okay. <laughs> Who is Maurice Lamarche? Who? I feel like I should know this. Canadian voice actor Egon Spengler in the real ghost. Oh, brain. Okay. Who did he play in Captain America or Captain Planet? He played uh, Duke Nukem. He was Duke Nukem. Yes. Different Duke Nukem than the other Duke Nukem. Yes. Very different. Oh, okay. That's why. Voiced by Dean Stockwell from 1990 to 1992. And then Maurice LaMarche from 93 to 95. Wait, wait, wait. Robert Dean Stockwell? Al from Quantum Leap? Yeah, that's fine. Did you see who played Verminous Scum? Also Maurice LaMarche, but prior to that was Jeff Goldblum. Oh my goodness. Okay, Ed Asner, John Ratzenberger, Jeff Goldblum, Dean Stockwell, Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan? Who the fuck? (laughs) Tim Curry? That was a who's who of voice acting in the early 90s. Oh my gosh, frickin' James Corbin. Coburn. Martin Sheen. Jim Cummings. Had the guy from frickin' Charade on here. What the hell? Martin Sheen, Jim Cummings. What the? Sting? Oh my goodness gracious. I never... I'm gonna have to, like, go back and listen to this... (laughs) watch an episode or two. Oh my god. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Captain Planet. In situations the Planeteers cannot resolve alone, they combine their powers to summon the titular Captain Planet, who is a holographic superhero android? Did you ever get the vibe that he was supposed to be an android? Or that he was holographic? No. Also, are those two things compatible? (laughs) Holographic android. Can you be a holographic android? Can you, I mean, you can be a hologram of an android, right? If I made a hologram of data, that would be a hologram of an android, but a holographic android? I don't know what that means. Once his work is done, Captain Planet returns to the planet and leaves the viewers with the message that power is yours. So wait, if he's, if they don't call him up, he doesn't exist. Right. So. Well, he, he is the power of the rings. Also, I totally didn't notice that Kwame was voiced by LeVar Burton. <laughs> Just, just add him to like the I list. Should have, done, should have gotten that one. Whoopi Goldberg, you didn't see that at the top? That one I knew. Okay. I did know that it was Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, no, but Planet was was the he was the combination of the powers of the rings, right? The rings held some power. But yeah, you, he does not exist other than when the rings' powers are combined. So right? if, by if our he, powers yeah, combined. Fine. Or by um, your powers combined. Okay, this show took a left turn somewhere. I don't remember another spirit of the planet that left to search for other worlds. I... But, okay, so if he doesn't exist, if the rings don't have him, then he really can't date anybody, because then he technically does not have off time. Well, but the... It's not that he's on a time limit. It's not, okay, we've summoned Captain Planet, he's got 30 seconds to save the world before he stops existing. He gives up his power. So wait, he would, he'd be like, alright, I'm done here, but hold on. It's like, like alright, I'm done, uh... I'm sorry, guys. Hang on. I'll give you the rings back in, in like a little bit. I got to go get ready for a date. 
I'm I I'm taking I'm taking Ivy. Wonder Woman out for dinner and a movie. I still think Poison Ivy, man. Like of all the things, like yes, no, Poison Ivy would be that. the one that actually makes sense because it's got to be something eco related. Right now, that said. I mean, Captain Planet, maybe into both, right? Like, no one, no one's judging. <laughs> I think there could be a really awesome, like, night of Swamp Thing and Poison Ivy and the cat. Is anyone from Marvel eco-friendly? Eco-friendly Marvel hero. Top 10 eco-friendly comic book characters. Animal Man, Poison Ivy, Aquaman, Iron Man. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh. Here's, I love this. Top 10 eco-friendly comic book So it's top 10. 10 is Swamp Thing. 9, Toxic Avenger. 8 is the Earth 2 Green Lantern. Raj Al Ghul. Aquaman. Iron Man, where I don't even get how that works. Poison Ivy. Animal Man. Zen, the Intergalactic Ninja. And number 1, Captain Planet. <laughs> The captain was basically a crystallized blue Voltron, summoned to save the day after his charges failed individually. Where the planeteers, you can be one too. I'm going with Poison Ivy, just putting that out there. Dr. I'm saying he'd probably... Ryan? Yeah, I know, this, this this list is just... This is a hell of a list. I know. It's like learning that Shredder is voiced by Uncle Phil. <laughs> Wait, is he? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my, oh jeez. Shredder voice actor, 1987. Oh, I don't. James I don't Avery. I'm. I don't. I'm not doubting you at all. I'm just. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. If you go back and listen, Shredder was Uncle Phil. Well, on uh, that note, I. It's. I. I gotta go. <laughs> I mean, th- th- this is a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.